Katie Wallace, host of The Sustainable League, introducing you to the people making an impact in their own way and exploring what it really takes to evolve our consciousness and build towards a more resilient world. If you're feeling it, please subscribe. And if you're really feeling it, we welcome your reviews and connect with us on any of our social media channels for more paradigm shifting banter. What is up, you guys? This week on Sustainable League, Clay Thomas is my guest, previously VP of Marketing at Green Lotus Hemp. I don't know if I should have said that. I don't know if you're cool with me saying that, but I did anyway. Um, and then branched off, started your own company, Denton Creative. You're brilliant in all things branding, marketing, technology. Um, and the first thing that I want to call out for people, if nobody listens to the rest of this podcast is the fact that you have an amazing blog that's chock full of resources that anyone I think could reference if they're stuck on any of those things, branding, marketing, or technology processes, um, they could probably go there and find some sort of solution. Um, if they don't have the resources to actually bring you on fully, um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm sure I missed a lot of things about who you are. Maybe, like, who are you beyond um, the, your marketing guru world? Uh, well, I mean, pretty boring, really. <laughs> I'm an introvert. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I like to get outside as much as I can. Uh, longboard, paddleboarding, skateboarding, action sports have always been my thing, so... Um, anything that I can just kind of do independently and just walk out the door and not have any restrictions or limitations. That's kind of the way I go. Other than that, I'm just kind of always seeking out information, knowledge. I bury my head into a computer or audiobooks or whatever it is. And that's just kind of the way that I've, you know, gotten built up my skill set and, and approach life in general. I just always look for more information. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's worth noting that we're basically the same human, except you are the like introverted version of me and I'm like the er, version of us. And then I'm the extroverted version. So not that that explains anything to anyone, but. <laughs> um, okay. So this is probably going to be the only time that I'm going to talk about sustainability, but if, if why anyone's wondering why this is relevant. Um, I mean, for me, sustainability is obviously this holistic thing and it's how everything works together in this, in a given system, which earth is a system and we need all of these different things to survive and thrive, etc. But, um, I know, especially during this time, we're seeing so many small business, small to mid-sized companies that are shutting down. Right. And it's like been, we're like, Three, not three weeks deep, but three weeks deep into our, our economic shutdown here in the U.S. and like not even talking globally. And we're seeing all these companies shut down. And I personally don't want to live in a world where, or I don't want to live in a country where small businesses or small to mid-sized businesses aren't a thing. I just don't, I don't want any part of that. And maybe you agree with that. I don't know. Maybe what's like, and I think that's kind of where we can pull together our resources, whether it be helping people that we're already in survival mode, or it's like offering the knowledge um, that we have that we can help these small businesses um, and essentially families um, survive. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, bigger isn't always better. That's the way I put it. So, um, and I've experienced that on a personal level in companies and I see it, you know, I've seen it for years now in, in my entire professional career. Um, Small business is really just where 
well, small and medium-sized businesses, because ideally you want to grow a small business into a mid-sized business, if that's your objective. Um, but those are, you know, the core of what society is kind of built up. It's what community is based on in a lot of ways, too. It supports families, it supports local economy. Um, and in a lot of instances, it can even be more environmentally friendly, too, to, you know, sustainability leagues. Um, so, yeah, I mean, also on top of that, it's building relationships with people. You know, it's it's kind of difficult to to build genuine relationships with a boardroom of investors. Well, not investors per se, but a boardroom of uh, corporate executives and things like that. Um, whereas with small business owners, you get to actually, I mean, not now sit down with them, but you can have more, uh, you can build relationships with them and really get to know what their business model is and really try and, and define a solid roadmap and strategy of how they can best navigate and transition through all of these things. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where my passion in all of this is. Yeah. Okay, great. So tell us maybe more about why local matters. Cause I know that's something that's been very, uh, that's pretty much like the first conversations that we ever had and you live in Denton, your company is Denton creative. Like you're all about building up um, these businesses locally to you. Why, why is that important? Like why should people give a shit? Uh, I mean, or why do you give a shit? Let's, let's start. Like you don't have to postulate on why everyone else give, should give a shit, but why do you give a shit? Uh, it's for me, it's about connecting community. Um, and, and that's really where, you know, in my lifetime, I didn't always get to have that, um, with family and, you know, a real sense of community and things like that. So friendships and helping one another and growing together and sharing information, that was the way that we all kind of grew from, you know, being a kid all the way into my adult life now. And so in going to these local small businesses and things like that, again, it's, it's just, it's a different atmosphere. People have a, a real solid eye for detail and they, and they really have a passion for what it is that they're doing. A lot of the time they will be more responsible and, and incorporate, you know, whether it's higher quality uh, and environmentally friendly ingredients or it's just really high quality, you know, even cocktails, things like that. Um, you can get a lot more creative and it's not something that has to be um, mimicked a hundred times plus across every city like you know a mcdonald's or a starbucks or something like that so still having that flexibility to get creative offer a custom and unique experience to the customer and i am yeah i mean even now though it's it's just needing to transition to digital out of necessity to survive at this point so yeah. that's where we are <laughs> yeah no and i i think that that point that you just made is kind of lost on people a lot of the time and i think I think personally, all the changes that we need to see are going to start on a more local grassroots kind of um, uh, movement, I suppose. I think oftentimes people look to our larger entities like our national politics and all these uh, like larger global companies, but really I feel like the the real changes and in, in the um, uh, creating a new narrative is going to come from like these smaller movements, which obviously mm -hmm. small, like local businesses and smaller businesses is included in that. So anyway, um, what do you make of everything that's happening in the world right now before we get into um, the nitty gritty of this podcast? Uh, I mean, the, the unfortunate sadness of it. I mean, <laughs> whatever you want to say, what do you think of it? Like what, what are your thoughts about what's happening? I feel like not enough people are talking 
about that. Like I, here's, okay. For, so from my perspective, I'm seeing people who, um, you know, they're super positive. They're not even looking at what's going on around. They're just ignoring, they're just like business as usual, like focused, um, which I'm not a, like saying that's the right way to be. And then beyond that, it's like, there's a total like shutdown. Like everyone's like mm-hmm. paralysis, like don't know what to do, just trying to like survive day to day, kind of settling into this new normal. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just feel like there's not a lot of conversations happening beyond those two. So, yeah, yeah. So what are your real thoughts about what is happening right now? Well, and then we'll move on. <laughs> now, I, so in specific to like the small businesses and things like that and seeing how the service industry is really impacted right now, I've got plenty of friends that are, that are unemployed and have really not much means of, of finding a source of revenue right now. Um, and that's like just the saddest thing possible for me because it's like I I really care about helping people and helping community as I've said. Um, but beyond that, the, on the positive side of it, it's like I see so much opportunity in all of this as well because I've spent the last five plus years in digital and it's like now seeing how it's just a necessity to to transition to that and and the efficiency that can come from it as well and the scalability for it. Um, that's where I get really excited. It's just people needing to have the right resources in order to navigate doing that. Um, and that's that's kind of where I'm at on it altogether. It's, I mean, aside from that, I mean, I've got friends that are that are in like ER and stuff like that that are nurses, and I can't imagine being in that position. I would be terrified, you know. So it's and and for me personally, I'm nervous to even go outside and go longboarding right now so it's It's like like, the one thing we have left is like being able to go outside actually right yeah Yeah. so it's it's a terrible thing but I mean I'm not one to speculate on anything that I'm not a subject matter like expert on and I wouldn't even consider myself an expert of much of anything really to be honest so that's just kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I stay out of politics and I stay out of, you know, any of the news and hype and all of that stuff that's out there because really I just don't watch it because it's there's nothing that I can change or do about it as a result of the information that's out that's coming out there that's just, you know, that it's unfortunate, but in a lot of ways it's true for me at least. Yeah it's a shit show and it's a, probably a good thing. Like it's, I think it a lot, like by not looking at that stuff, it allows you to stay focused on the work that you actually can do. And I think that mm-hmm. brings a lot more value. And I think um, what I know about you, and I think this is a really interesting time too, because I was talking to, to a couple people about how, you know, people like, as we watch these brands, these big brands or whatever brands in general, try to navigate this. I think people are keeping a score, like they're keeping a tally of like the companies that we're no longer going to support after this based on, um, you know, are they trying to capitalize because, and for sure, you're going to see tons of freaking brands after this, just go all in, launch all these marketing efforts and campaigns to try to get people to just go back to normal and get back to consumerism and get back to this. And what I like about um, people like you is that you're not trying to capitalize on what's happening, but it's just that you know how to make, like you know how to help these businesses and you're like, hey, here's what I have. Like, I'm gonna offer these resources for free regardless. Um, mm-hmm. But also um, you would like, you would genuinely like to see these companies succeed. And mm-hmm. uh, I think not a lot of companies are looking at it like that. They're like, how can we succeed? And um, you know, fuck everyone else basically. 
Yeah, a mutual exchange of value is is essential for long-term success of any business. I mean, I started one of the first books that I read years ago whenever I started getting going down this path that I've taken was uh, Let My People Go Surfing, which the, if you know Patagonia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah that's Have we <laughs> talked about this? Okay, but keep going. Keep going. Probably. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, but it's like the whole mentality that, that Ivan Chouinard, I think that's how you say his name at least. Um, yeah. It's, his whole mentality and approach to things was always like, don't buy it. It's like buy less, buy better quality, and don't buy more than you need. And that's that's really what it what it boils down to. And treat your people right, and give them some autonomy and freedom, but still have some kind of structure in place to to make sure that you know the wheels don't fall off. Yes. <laughs> and okay. so that's kind of the approach that I've always appreciated for business, at least. I feel like everyone who really everyone should read that book. But he was on it. He's honestly brilliant, and um, I think. Patagonia is for certain one of my favorite brands in the entire world. Like I, I, they're like the example that I give like in everything that I do, because like you can tell like his like mentality and his ethos is carried out like so beautifully and they stick to it. Like they haven't, you know, changed their vow. Like they've, their values have been consistent through and through like everything they, sh like how they show up. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, they're like, I would love to work for them one day. Patagonia, get at me. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried for years. Yeah. Uh, don't give when up. I was in retail. <laughs> don't give up yet. Um, Ventura, California, actually. I think they're they're headquartered, I think, in yep. Ventura. Mm -hmm. Um, so my family lives in Ventura. And so we're and my like aunt uh, always like knows like just like the people like it's a small community. So people who live in Ventura and they work for Patagonia. Um, yeah. So she's always like keeping an ear out and like letting us know. So um, I'll let dope. you know if I know anything. Um, okay. So I kind of want to get into, I don't know, just offering people, especially people who are, if it's brick and mortar or whatever it may be, and they haven't put emphasis on digital, I want to get into some really tangible things that they should be looking to, especially if maybe they don't have the budget or they don't know how to get started or they don't know who to go to to get started. Um, kind of what is, can you tell the story like that, um, the, the Telluride <laughs> company that you were telling me earlier? Because I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Like they think that they know what they need. Um, and a lot of the times they don't. And I think the story that you were telling is a perfect example of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I have some friends out in Colorado that opened up a taco shop and uh, they, they've they got the second location as well. They had a third and then that shut down a year or so ago, I think. Um, dude, we're both drinking Urban Mate. <laughs> oh yeah, you like this brand too. Yep. Oh, yucky. Yep, yep. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, no, you're <laughs> But uh, yeah, so... I was talking with them. Well, they hit me up and because I, because of what I do, they've followed me for a couple of years now on social. And um, they were asking about a website. They're like, you know, with everything going on, we think it's important to kind of, you know, get our ground, get our digital platform grounded and things like that. So they're like, well, what do you think? They sent me over like, you know, their website outline that they did. They hired an agency and they're working with them to, to get that built up. And so they then started telling me about because they, they make tacos, but they also make special sauces as well. And they've got a really cool concept. It's just so dope. Um, they incorporate like tattoos and not, not tattooing in the shop, but the artwork, the style of it, like tattoos and uh, yeah. skateboarding and like their kids skateboard. It's 
it's awesome. It's a cool little community up there on Telluride, especially. Um, Telluride. But they're, God. yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> they're, so they're, they have in-house sauces that they're making that are, that are really good. And they want to actually brand them and start selling them in-house and eventually move to selling them B2B to, you know, grocery store chains and things like that which is a great plan for kind of having like an exit strategy if you want to eventually work your way out of the business ultimately. And I think that's what a lot of people's goal is in general. It's just to find ways, like not to stop working in your business and start working on your business. Mm, right. Yeah. So, so anyways, my questions for them were like, okay, well, what platform are you building your website on? Because if your intention is to go from, you know, at your average small business restaurant website, uh for a, for a restaurant and then transition to selling products online through e-commerce and still offering those products for sale in store maybe even and then you've got the logistics to fulfill those orders as well um and then beyond that they're going to be using third-party manufacturers for the sauces eventually once they get into the b2b side of it and then they've got to deal with the logistics and inventory management of that as well so it may not seem very apparent that a website could affect any of that down the road, but it really can because if you start on the wrong platform that doesn't integrate properly and have information passing and flowing through it seamlessly the way that it should so that it saves you time of having to run endless reports and things like that. Um, and just tracking, you know, being able to actually truly track and measure the, the output and the input of what it is that you're taking for your business, whether it's physical products or monetary revenue, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um my questions for them were just basically what what's your goal there because also making sure that everything integrates with the point of sale system as well i think that was something i mentioned earlier too mm -hmm. um and so it kind of came to a point where they told me which pos system they were using and then i got a, a uh, i figured out which uh well actually no they didn't know what website platform they the agency was building on they're actually kind of disappointed in, in their <laughs> services right now which i don't blame them yeah, um but whenever they told me their point of sale system, it was like, okay, well, you've got two stores right now. You're looking to open up more, but your point of sale system doesn't integrate properly through gaps, which uh, that I didn't touch on earlier, which gaps are general automation platforms. Mm -hmm. It's a technology basically that is, uh, there's pre-developed APIs, which APIs are basically, it's code that allows two technologies to communicate with each other. And so that's really where developers come in and you start having to see a lot of costly expenses on because of technology, because you didn't start where, where you should, which is making sure that everything can already be connected through pre-developed APIs. Mm -hmm. And so like the platform that I use is Zapier and Zapier is very affordable. It's cheap and really anybody can use it. You don't have to be like a, a developer or coder or really have much of a tech background whatsoever to be able to utilize it for just some basic functionality but there is obviously some advanced features that you can incorporate eventually that will truly streamline and potentially automate a good portion of your business and that's the goal yeah so great um i feel like you should continue on this tangent like what else what else should um these companies who maybe again haven't put emphasis on digital are now you know faced with no other choice but to do that like what else especially if they're just getting started you know like what else should they be looking at beyond to your point like the website the platform that they're building on and and what do they plan to do in the future because i think you know again like people when you get into survival mode you're not thinking like super far down the road right you're just thinking mm -hmm. like how can we pair employees right now how can we 
not have to close our business right now. Um, so mm -hmm. what are some other things that, that they should be thinking about to kind of keep them in that long term, like assuming that they're going to survive, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if every business needs to focus on the brands that they've, that they've built. I mean, every, every small business, if they've got a legitimate following, they have some kind of brand. But a brand is more than a logo, and, and that's said by far more people than just me. Um, and, so, <laughs> um, and so with, uh, with branding, it's more like, okay, how can we ensure that we are still providing value and consistency to our customers, to our community, and to our audience online even? Um, and starting to really get into, well, there's the branding side of it, but then branding ultimately dictates your marketing. Um, so ensuring that you are consistently communicating online through social channels and, and make it efficient for yourself, obviously, through the technology that we were, that, that I was talking about earlier. Um, but making sure that, that you are truly providing value. I think a lot of opportunity for businesses right now is like actually connecting with people and like whether it's writing a blog, starting a podcast, doing you know, YouTube videos, figuring out like, like restaurants, for example, um, they're having to do like transition to like takeout a lot in a lot of instances, right? And people can't go and enjoy that experience at the restaurant anymore. Well, how can we get online and like, you know, maybe show you how to make some cocktails at home and provide take home kits for that and educate people at home and provide value. Or even another idea would be maybe uh, partnering with local musicians, artists, entrepreneurs, whatever it is, have, have you know, talks, meet, and, and host it live online. Give people something to engage with because they are stuck at home right now. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's a big thought of where I think there's just a lot of potential for, for businesses right now. So. Yeah, totally. Um, what, was, what were some of the other points? I know there was some other key things that, um, that you thought would be valuable to people. I don't know why I'm rocking back and forth. Like I'm like, an insane <laughs> I'm like these white walls behind me. I look like I am insane. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So back to this, there were some points that you thought would be valuable, valuable to people. Um, what were some of the other things that, that you wanted to touch on? And I wish I still had them written down. <laughs> no, um, um, <clears throat> you know them. This is like your shit. You love this. You eat, sleep, and breathe this. For sure. Um, <laughs> but it's also a lot. There's a lot of places to dig into that. Yeah. Um, let's see. There, I remember like communication channels. I remember, and that was something that you wanted to, uh, something that you touched on earlier in that story. We can talk about that, but also um, working, uh, working yourself out of the job. I think that's like an interesting point that you could maybe elaborate on as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, so with work management platforms like Asana or Monday, a lot of different businesses use them. Um, right now, it's really important that businesses figure out how to actually be productive and work together. Um, remotely without actually having to physically be as places. Um, so ensuring that you have the right communication channels for your business and for your team by department and by on an individual level as well, is pretty important. So like Slack, uh, we've, we've talked about Slack and, <laughs> and so Slack. Slack is, I mean, Slack is great. It, it really it helps to, to streamline communication for a lot of teams. Zoom, obviously, I mean, we're using Zoom to record this call and it integrates there as well. Mm -hmm. um, but having those two platforms where Slack is your, your like 
it replaces email inside your business basically. So it makes things a lot more efficient. And Slack specifically will connect with, uh, with Asana or other work management platforms to where you can actually, well, let me back up. Asana is a work management platform that allows you to manage projects and teams uh, remotely. So you, so the way that I approached it whenever at my previous role at my employer, um, I built out a templated structure that can be integrated into any business model really for marketing and operations. So you can outline, let's say that you want to write a weekly blog. I'll just make it as simple as possible. Like you, every week you, you want to make sure that you're on point for posting blog content. It needs to be, and there's like 26 different steps that you have to go through to actually ensure that the blog is published and optimized correctly for, for your website. And so, to forget about that so that you don't forget about it and so that you can also assign different tasks because the blog includes photography sometimes it includes you know your copy and then you've got to optimize for seo you've got a lot of different things that have to be done sometimes those tasks can span across multiple people especially at agencies more so agencies because right now we're talking about like if if you're a small business owner you're not going to go hire an agency to write your blog right now you're just gonna you're gonna you're gonna do it yourself but but to that point that's that's kind of what it how it scales though is that you may be a one-person show right now and you have to you know wear all the hats and that's just the reality of it but eventually you want to work yourself out of the job by saying okay well i've been writing this blog content for six months now i've got some evergreen content on my website now I think it's time that I can just kind of ramp down a little. Maybe I'm only doing one blog a month instead of one blog a week or something like that. Um, and then at that point, you can then train somebody because you've established enough of a brand voice at this point and, and established like your, your, um, your cornerstone content, if that's what you want to call it. And so that way you're better preparing other individuals to take that over, whether you want to pay an agency to do it or if you want to, uh, you know, have one of your employees that's you know really great at copywriting do it, one or the other. Um, but that's that's pretty quick and dirty example, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's great. Um, that is super helpful. And what are man? What was one of the other things that I wanted you to touch on? And something else to that point that that would add on to that is uh, how Asana and Slack integrate well with one another would be that every time that whenever you do work yourself out of that job, let's say that you need to have, you need to notify, you know, let's say that you want to automatically have an email go out that's pre-populated once you hit push publish on that blog and you want it to send out to, you know, specific lists or whatever. You can get as granular as you want to with that, but you can set those automations up through the gaps technology that I was talking about earlier. It's yeah. really not not terribly complicated. It's just time consuming to do it up front. It's a lot of legwork up front, but it it really does it ends up being a super efficient, well oiled machine if you do it right. And then it saves you from having to then go and for example, like internally, you already would have the second that you check off that you completed that task for the blog content that's published in Asana. And, and it's obviously published on your website. But once you push off that, that check mark and you complete that task, you can then have an automatic notification pushed to whatever employee or de department it is within your company in Slack. So you don't have to have everybody in the sauna because that can get costly too. 
more yeah. cheap, the more expensive it ends up being. Um, and not everybody needs to be in there. You have your operators and your project management oriented people that, that need to be able to function and work remotely that way. But other times you really just need to be able to have one-on-one -on -one conversations or group conversations that can all be done through Slack and it's free. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you, there's paid versions of it, but it's, it's free. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where do you, like, where do you fit into all this? Like, what can you help people with? I mean, number one, let me just call it the fact that you just said that you have like this, I don't want to say plug, plug and play, but that you can literally set up these systems for people if they're, if they're just absolutely lost and clueless and, and you can get them started kind of on this um, uh, more automated process to where um, they can start to scale and grow this side of their business. But where else do you fit in, into this realm? Like what can you help people with? Uh, well, I mean, I help, I can really can because I've worked in so many different industries and with so many different types of businesses at this point, both like for them as an employee and then through agencies working with a wide variety of businesses from, you know, construction equipment, or not manufacturing, but construction equipment, uh, sellers and distributors, all the way to um, like million dollar home builders out in Houston, you know, so it's, it's a wide variety, but where I kind of fit in is being able to come in and identify where the opportunity gaps are, um, whether it's with technology or branding or marketing and really bringing together either the resources, the team or the training to really help these companies make sure that they're approaching this for in, in, a, in a sustainable way for the long-term success of the business based on their goals, not my, my intent of like, making money off of something you know <laughs> yeah right totally I mean so, that's a nice like side effect of helping people right like mm -hmm. you get to keep surviving too so um okay another another part of it would be content um so I'm an operationally minded creative so I really have a at least I would say that I have an eye for quality content and what it is I'm just not the artist mm -hmm. I, I I'm not an artist so I work really well with the creative people because my mind works that way, but I make sure that the wheels don't fall off and everybody stays on track. So making sure that if you do want to say, have some branded photography taken that aligns with your brand and, and make sure that you, that it aligns with messaging as well so that you're not just taking photos for the hell of it. And then it doesn't really communicate to your audience or community in the way that it should. If it's not driving value, then then you're wasting money. Right. Um, so making sure that everything stays on brand is something that I also help businesses with. And to your point with my blog, it's like, well, I can give people a plug and play template for Asana by setting it up for them, but they can also just go to my blog and copy the templates themselves and just manually do the work to to build it. It's it's all there. Mm -hmm. It's not. It you just have to know what you're looking at to begin right. with. Um, and same with branding. Like I have my brand playbook. That's about, I think it's about 40 pages or so, uh, where you can just go to my website and duplicate that, the, um, the Google slide that I have and just start editing the copy in that so that you can start to better prepare yourself and wrap your head around where do you want to see your business right now, a week from now, six months from now, and even three years from now and beyond that. But really, I try to plan in more like 90-day sprints at longest and then make sure that we have, you know, we'll have our monthly projects, 90-day sprints, and then we would have annual uh, objectives and then year, like three-year goals, I would say, too. 
um, mm -hmm. and making sure that we establishing the vision for where companies want to go and maintaining alignment is crucial. Yeah. So helping people build that roadmap is where I come into play as well. Mm -hmm. And I think like even in, in the story that you told earlier about, you know, all of this information that you can give somebody like yeah, anyone can go look up how to do something on their own um, mm -hmm. for free. Like that's thank, thanks, Internet. Thanks, Google. YouTube. Yeah, thanks, Google. <laughs> <laughs> and YouTube specifically. Um, but I think to your point, there's a lot of other things that people like you can make sure that people aren't just wasting money because I think that's what happens a lot of the time is like you try to save a buck because, you know, maybe you have to, maybe you don't have any other choice, but in the long run, you're going to be spending more because all these things that you are aware of or someone who's an expert and, and, and more of an expert, I don't, I don't know if you feel comfortable calling yourself an expert. I think you are. Um, but <laughs> Yes. So like you're able to see the bigger picture. You're able to see how everything ties in together. Um, whereas mm -hmm. someone who is not versed in these things may be just dumping money into something that they should, they don't need to. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of something that I, that I do pride myself in to some degree is being able to take a, an objective non-biased, like top level view of business, like to be able to step outside of it really objectively look at what are the needs here, what are the opportunity gaps, and and how do we drive this to fruition for the results that we all agree want to achieve. But then it's even still just as important to be sure that everybody is aligned of your KPIs, your key performance indicators, so that even whenever you don't see revenue coming in, you still know what those other triggers are of, of showing positive signs of, of results that may end up converting into more customers later on. And, I mean, and that's all about building funnels. And, and that's something that it takes strategy and it takes patience and not everybody really fully sees the value in it necessarily, but you, you can't like, you know, you don't, how do I put it usually? Well, I guess I'll just be blunt because you've already cursed on here. You don't try to fuck on the first date. So it's like- <laughs> How dare if, you if be so vulgar? Yeah, <laughs> right? <kidding>. So um, <laughs> it's like, if you're just trying to make a quick buck from people, then that's not building a relationship. That's not providing value. Um, so I always tell people, you know, there's, there's taking, which isn't good. There's matching, which is fair. And there's giving, which is always the best approach to business. Give value and ask for, for your own value, whatever that is later on after you have given and given and given as much as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. So, yes. A billion percent. God, and I wish like more people would listen to that, right? It's like building a brand with integrity. Like you don't just shift because of like you trying to make a dollar. Like you're doing what you're doing because you think it's the right thing to do. And you think that um, you provide value, value to people. You're not like constantly being a chameleon and uh, brands are exhausting. Uh, it, takes, it takes a level of humility to do it and, and really just believing in yourself too and, and trusting in the value that you have to offer um like i'm bad at being extroverted and talking you know out loud in general but i you have to find your right channels where where you're strongest at and and how you best resonate with your community and yeah. uh, i think that's something that that everybody really should try and figure out right now and be thinking about it, at least for sure yeah yeah, badass. Um, okay, so is there anything that you want to leave people with? Um, it could be on this. It could be some like life advice or something that you've been ruminating <laughs> on. Um, whatever it may be, what do you want to leave people with? Um, man, I don't know. I, I really put you want, on the spot. 
No, it's okay. Um, I appreciate it, actually. No, I mean, I think that businesses really need to find ways to come together and collaborate and not necessarily think so much about just how can we survive this as, as an independent, but how can, they, how can we come together and be stronger by, by supporting each other? Um, and that's where I think is we're going to find the most value and really the fastest route to, to still surviving, but also thriving in this new economy that we have that is just, you know, the, <laughs> it, it just is what it is. But, but I really think that that's the solution um, because you're going to have a lot of the, the corporations where, you know, they're just like where, where you started kind of. It's just like they're going to be focused on their bottom line. And they're only going to be looking for me, 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 not you, the person that, that really needs the service or the product or the help. And mm -hmm. that's where it's like even having businesses collaborate in ways of building um, co-branded products, I would say, um, or services, sharing services as well. How can we support each other? And there's, there's a wide variety of ways, and that's a whole different can of like, you know, that could be a, a, a deep hole of conversation there, but I think that's probably a good spot to kind of just leave people on. Yeah, that's good life advice too, right? When you take care of other people, you are in turn taking care of yourself. Like that's some universal, spiritual, hippy-dippy, woo-woo shit, but it's also very accurate. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, and I think we're, we're seeing that. I think even more so, especially with everything going on, people are realizing how much we, we do need each other, right? Like we're all, like we are literally all in this together, you know, with millions of people like filing for unemployment, like record highs every single day. Like we fucking need each other. And, um, and especially like if we can do that through business, which will provide opportunities, um, to people, to these people who actually, who need it. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of all we can do, you know? So I like it. We can totally end there. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. The end. <laughs>